September is right around the corner, right? It's the middle of June. It is the middle of June, yes, the 14th of June. July, August, September. Recruiting begins in September. Interviews take place over October, maybe November for the few firms or the few outliers. And then there's also the big um, push through for the internships which will take place in January. So this podcast talks through the best time to begin preparing for September and January. And this is based on our experience over several years of working with candidates going through this critical time. But a lot of it draws on our experience, I think, from last year where we took in one of our biggest classes ever going through both the internship recruiting and full-time recruiting. And we've learned a lot of things about how candidates should conduct themselves during that period. I think the first thing you've got to understand is the way preparation takes place. If you understand the way preparation takes place, you can then understand how much time you need to allocate to preparation, which allow you, which will allow you to work backwards and then determine when you need to begin. Right. So how does preparation take place? Well, firstly, your resume needs to be fixed. And I know everyone tells me this. I mean, just about everyone says, well, my resume is fine. I had a lot of people look at it, but I've never yet had a resume that I've dealt with that didn't have to be extensively, and I mean extensively, rewritten. People that give us their resume are always surprised about the bloodbath in terms of uh, edits, um, notes, suggestions, changes that we make. Basically, your entire resume is going to be rewritten, both from the structure to the content, right? And it takes time to do that. A good resume will take between two to three weeks, sometimes four weeks to be rewritten. So a month immediately gone. And we don't do training while we, we, while we are working on the resume with, the, with that particular candidate because we find it distracting, right? We need to really spend enough time to get the resume out of the way so that the candidate has a basis to interact with people. So let's think about this. Let's just put this into black and white here. When you network with people or when you want to speak to someone, the first thing they do is they'll Google your LinkedIn profile. That's assuming you have one. When they look at your LinkedIn profile, they decide if they're going to speak to you. If your LinkedIn profile looks bad, no one's going to speak to you. Or they'll speak to you, but you have no chance in hell of getting anything with them. Your LinkedIn profile can only look good if your resume looks good. Because your resume will be used as a basis on which we will build your LinkedIn profile. That is why the resume comes first. And that's why we spend so much time working your resume. So that when we start your training, you can simultaneously work on your networking. But unless the resume is done, we can't do the other two. So your resume takes time. Bad resume, bad LinkedIn profile, poor chance at networking. So you can see the ripple effect we have here. So we generally are now wrapping up resumes for most of our candidates. A few will go into July, we'll work on resumes, but nothing intense. But by and large, we'll begin the training first week of July for most. Some of them already started their training, but some of them will begin early July. So why do we start early July? Why don't we just start in, I don't know, August or in September? Well, there's a couple of reasons for this. And here I want to distinguish between practicing and learning. It amazes me how many people who've never done cases or don't even know how to do cases are telling me that they're going to be practicing with a McKinsey person or they're going to practice with some friends. Well, let me just distinguish between practicing and learning, right? You can only practice something you already know how to do, right? Until you get, until you get to the point of practicing, you have to learn, right? So there's a difference. You first need to learn how to play golf, and then you need to pe- then you need to practice playing golf, right? You can't practice something you don't know how to do, right? I can't practice driving until I know how to drive. I first have to learn how to drive, and then I've got to practice becoming a better driver. I've got to learn the basics of driving, so that 
by practicing I become a better driver but until I know the basics I cannot practice so let's just put this in perspective when you're learning you're learning how to do it correctly right and when you practice you learn how to become more efficient but by doing it correctly now what happens with many candidates is they don't know how to do cases but they'll go out and they will inverted commas practice with someone now if you don't know how to do a case how do you know you are learning the right behavior if you if you practice if you do cases with multiple people you're picking up all kinds of bad habits because people are going to be doing cases in different ways you're not practicing you're basically learning bad behavior worse if you go out and do cases with a McKinsey and BCG person you're not even equipped to absorb the information they're giving you so what we tell our candidates to do is the first thing you have to do is learn how to do cases right and by and large most people don't know how to do it so we encourage you not when you work with us not to practice with other people initially we will tell you when it's ready when it's time to practice with other people and I would say most of our candidates don't practice with other people they practice with us if they do practice with other people they f they know they've been trained what to look for that's going to be different from what other people are doing versus what we're doing so if something turns out to be different in the way the case gets structured the way the case evolves they know why it is different and they don't start panicking and running around like crazy people trying to understand why the cases are different they know why the difference exists and they can compensate for it and they know what to take out from a practice session with the BCG person in fact you should push back all those even if someone from BCG or Bain tells you they'll practice cases with you 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 leave it for the end towards the tail end of the training with us when you can actually make the most of those sessions why take them up early when you don't know what you're looking for right so the point is you have to first learn how to do cases before you can practice doing cases right and the pr learning of cases needs to be a methodical process it really amazes me and people just pick up a book and will decide they're going to start learning cases by looking at a competition strategy case or a very complex pharmaceutical profitability case i mean cases are built on logic right the other big fields that are built on logic are mathematics physics some would say chemistry I think it's more memorizing in chemistry but physics mathematics there's a deep logic that sits behind those subjects you don't just pick up a book on calculus and learn how to do calculus unless you know the other easier fields of uh, uh, mathematics like arithmetic and so on right trigonometry and so on so you got to layer it and that's the same with cases you got to start off with easy cases and then you got to slowly add on correspondingly or incrementally more difficult cases until you work your way up to the point you're able to do pharmaceutical cases I mean pharmaceutical profitability cases tend to be difficult so I'm using them as an example but there are all other kinds of cases I mean operations cases tend to be very difficult as well so you got to structure your training in such a way that you don't just throw yourself into a, a situation where you think you're learning but you're not learning so you got to build yourself a curriculum which means you don't just buy a book and start learning it you got to s decide okay what is the right structure and how do I work my way up there with help it's going to take you about a month and a half to be ready without help and if you're practicing by yourself it doesn't mean it can't be done of course it can be done but you got to take control of your training you first learn how to do cases and then you practice don't confuse the two don't practice before you learn first learn then practice right learning will take you about two months that's my guess maybe sooner right our candidates we expect anywhere from a month to two months depending on the candidate and then we release them to go practice with other people now if you look at the the logic here right if you start in July you got July August September there is going to be a lot happening you're going to be attending 
company functions, you're going to be attending cocktail events, dinner parties. You're just not going to have the time to practice. I don't recommend people practice in September. That was, I think, one of the mistakes we made. We allowed people to practice in September. By the time September comes, you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready. Your confidence must be there so that when you're networking with people, you're not going to ask them ridiculous questions, but you feel that you can handle this. And frankly, it's going to be too tiring. You know, last year, I think that one of the things that we did really badly last year is that we had a couple of candidates who were just extremely disorganized. They would they signed us up very early, actually. You know, they put us up on a basically retainer much earlier and say, okay, we're going to work with you. But then they just disappeared. They took long Christmas vacations, came to us after Christmas. And the bottom line is that like 12 days before their interviews, they want to start practicing. And let me tell you something. Those were not easy discussions. We had. I was for basically cancelling their sessions and refunding them. But the debate was that if we cancelled them and refunded them, where would they go? And to be honest, we, we should have done it because their lack of preparation, lack of accountability, and basically lack of planning is what hurt them at the end of the day. They just did not give themselves enough time. The other thing they did is that we, we know September is going to be bad, so we don't want to do sessions with you unless you know we feel that it's going to help you and we can do it on a weekend when you're relaxed and so on. But on a weekday is just going to be madness. You're attending so many sessions, you can't really practice, right? The other thing that I think is important for, for a candidate is... Um, we always tell candidates, doing cases, more cases, doesn't make you better. It's just a stupid concept to think that doing more makes you better. Doing more of the wrong thing just makes you worse, right? If you go and learn how to play cricket using the wrong technique to hit a ball, you're just going to be a terrible cricketer no matter how many times you practice. It's about the right technique. And it's more important that you do fewer sessions and they are meaningful sessions the right time. Candidates think that if they spend a lot of time doing many cases by osmosis, they'll simply absorb the right technique. It doesn't work that way. You know, it's just a flawed strategy, and the ones who do that end up failing anyway. The point is, you do a few sessions and you do it well. And I've seen candidates who will book three practice interviews with other people, and I would tell them, don't do that. It's going to hurt you. And they'll say, they'll agree, but then they'll do it the next day. Because they're the kind of candidates who haven't prepared well, and they're trying to squeeze through everything at the last minute. And frankly, they're hoping that, you know, basically those kind of candidates, because they haven't taken time to methodically build up their case skills, they're of the opinion that there's this magic bullet, this magical way to solve cases that they just need to be exposed to it. And her go, the more sessions they do with different people, the greater the probability of being exposed to it. It doesn't work that way. Cases are like math. You know, you've got to make it interesting, you've got to make it fun, it's got to be a methodical build-up, and that's how you learn how to do cases, right? There can't be this anxiety, you can't go around changing things. I mean, I've got a candidate right now from France whereby he's not interested in learning what we want to do in session one. In session one, for example, we're going to teach him a few skills. He's not interested in that. He's more interested in the stuff we're going to teach him in session six, and that's all the time he spends discussing what's going to happen next. And then I'm okay with that. That shows, you know, initiative. But he hasn't taken the time to learn the stuff I want him to learn in the current session. And then the next day, he's not learned the stuff I want him to learn, but he's incorrectly learned the stuff from the future sessions. That's not learning. Learning is methodical. You've got to have a, a curriculum. You've got to know, this is my plan. This is what I plan to learn here. And this is how I'm going to build up, right? But the point is this. If you add up all the numbers here, a month to to do your resume, sort out cover letters and so on, two months of preparation and learning cases, right? Then maybe a few sessions of practicing with you know, other people to see how you're doing. That takes you into September. And you're out of time. 
And the thing that I find a little bit disappointing with many candidates is that they're not seeing that. I mean, you know, for the last, what, 20 years, people have been going through uh, full-time recruitment for MBA cycles and then going into internship recruitment. This is not rocket science. You can speak to previous colleagues who will tell you that those who took big vacations in summer got killed come fall. And it's going to happen to our own candidates. The ones who are taking big vacations in summer will be annihilated come fall. The ones who have a methodical build-up in summer will be set in in fall. It's just the way it is, right? And we we are. It will take a lot for us to accept a candidate who's going to be recruiting in September, in August. The candidate would have to be exceptional, because I just think that our previous mistakes, where we 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 took candidates that we felt they could make it, but history shows us that you know the circumstances of all the pressure means they probably wouldn't make it. No matter how well-meaning they are, no matter how smart they are, no matter what their GPA is, no matter where they did their previous three years of employment before they went to Harvard Business School, the point is there needs to be a methodical, slow build-up, learn the basics, and then get into it. So what does this mean for a candidate if you're now preparing for the big fall season? Well, I think the thing is that your resumes need to be tied up this month, cover letters tied up this month. you're not there, you're setting yourself up for a lot of trouble next month. Next month must be dedicated to cases and the next month after that. I know everyone's concerned that you're not going to get to spend summer traipsing around San Moritz or wherever it is you're going. But the point is this, if you do this well, you can have many wonderful summers in the future paid for by McKinsey and BCG and your life set forever. My advice is use summer to prepare. You know, for us, it's always about, um, we never really get a summer break because we're spending the bulk of our time preparing with candidates. And the other thing is not to prepare too early. Two months is the maximum time you need to prepare. Anything more than that, and what's going to happen is that if you're preparing by yourself, what this is what will happen. You will start plateauing, which means, what does plateauing mean? It means that the level of difficulty of cases you're going to face will not increase and as you do more and more cases every day the cases are going to look the same to you and because the cases are not getting harder you're not thinking you're learning you're getting fatigued and tired of it you're getting irritated with the cases and you're going to be not paying enough attention so what's going to happen is that after a few days while you're doing cases you're doing cases in name only but you're not dedicating sufficient attention to it and basically you're wasting time Right, so two things will happen here. One will happen is that you spend a lot of time looking at cases, but you're not learning from it. And the other one is you get so annoyed from the process is that it actually becomes, you know, it hurts your chances. So what you should be doing is if you want to spend more time in cases, you need to do progressively more complex cases. And you have to work with people who are going to give you progressively more insightful analysis of your performance. Otherwise, it is counterproductive, right? The other thing that you may want to do is, and this I think is important, is that when you are building up your your cases, you need to to be very uh, wary of structuring your training around different areas. I mean, communication is very important. I think everyone we deal with is bad at communication. Structuring is important. Logic is important. The way you dress, the way you present yourself, all those things need to be taught. You need to layer that into your training, right? The most important thing, I think, is planning well in advance but not too early. If you start too early, you will reach this gap, or you may peak too early, and you start forgetting things closer to the cases. I mean, for our candidates, we expect them to peak just after their first round. We, that's what we hope. It doesn't always work that way. But for us, a good time is a month before the interviews, 
and maybe two months. Sometimes they go for two months because there's always delays and cancellations and so on. But again, the amount of time you spend is not important. I mean, I know candidates who spend like a few hours every day. That's not important, right? You want to spend at least three sessions a week, high quality, maybe an hour, hour and a half each session, but very high quality, very, very considered training, right? And that's the way you want to prepare yourself for the final, um, going to the finals uh, weeks. But I think the most important things here is that, um, just to summarize, is that you've got to start now. You've got to layer your training. You don't just start from any part of a casebook, not even from the beginning. Some of those casebooks don't really know what they're talking about. Understand the right, learn the right techniques first. If you learn the right techniques, you know how to do them. Speed comes naturally to you. It really surprises me how many candidates tell me their problem is math speed. Well, how do you know your math technique is not wrong? How do you know your arithmetic technique is not wrong? Get the technique right, the speed then comes naturally. Once you get the technique right and you're able to do more and more cases, you build your confidence and your speed comes. Don't memorize frameworks. If you want to memorize frameworks, don't even bother writing to us. We are not going to help you with that. Our job is not to help you memorize frameworks. Our job is to help you solve cases, and they are mutually exclusive. There are thousands of people every year who memorize frameworks and do not get office, so clearly memorizing frameworks are not going to help you. You need to be able to build frameworks from first principles, and you'll be able to take advice. I mean, this is the other thing. When you reach out to people you know, ex-consultants, ex-partners, make sure you're in the mindset and you have enough background that the advice they give you means something, you know. Um, make sure you've done enough cases, you've prepared well, and you're able to take that feedback and deal with it. So as it stands, we're now in the middle of June. We're not far from September with the bulk of the uh, cocktail events and the drinking will take place to network with people. So you've got to start your preparation now and you should be ready come September. If you're not ready by September, if you're just starting a preparation in September, you will struggle. I've yet to meet people that you know just passed. Sure, there are going to be people who tell you we just started. I just started my preparation in September, but usually those people have, have actually started their preparation much earlier because of the way they've been brought up to think, and the way they've been brought up to structure cases and so on. So the actual preparation has been much earlier than actually September. Um, so be aware of that. Prepare well, but prepare early. As always, please send me your questions and I'll be happy to respond to them.